Hey, welcome to the Play, Move, Improve podcast. You're listening to Robin Papworth. I'm a mum of three little ones, an exercise physiologist, developmental educator and early learning speaker. I'll be empowering you to set up engaging play activities to improve children's development, health and learning outcomes. Thank you for listening. Seen my content recently on Facebook or Instagram, you'd see that I've been talking a little bit about a metronome lately. The metronome that I use is similar to a metronome that you would use if you were learning an instrument, and it gives a regular beat uh, similar to a heartbeat. I wanted to explain three reasons why I use a metronome in this podcast episode, and I've learnt the information about this metronome from incredible occupational therapists in America, one from California and one from Texas, and these occupational therapists provided me with amazing training while I was stuck in lockdown last year, and it has been incredible as I've been using these this resource, not only in classrooms all around Melbourne, but also at home with my little man, Hugh, who has dyspraxia. And I've been really excited to see the research as well as the benefits that I'm getting from a metronome. So there is a video on my Facebook page, Play, Move, Improve, where you can see specifically activities that I do with a metronome. So be be sure to check that out. But the three strategies that I'm going to talk to you about today is how I use a metronome to improve children's spatial awareness and engagement in music and movement programs in kindergarten, how I used it for Hugh with his dyspraxia to improve his focus and his arousal level with his movement, and the third strategy, how I use a metronome to reduce children's anxiety and stress levels in a classroom environment. So first things first, I just wanted to talk to you about how I use it for spatial awareness. Now, I use a metronome and it gives a beat similar to this. I'm just going to turn it on for you. You'll hopefully be able to hear it through the mic. And you'll hear that it's set currently to 50 beats per minute. It's a really relaxing beat to have. 50 beats per minute, I've just found children aged between four and six can keep up with this beat. It's not too slow that they have to really tune into the beat. It's not too fast that they don't have the coordination. So I've found that 50 beats per minute seems to be the most beneficial. The reason why I use a metronome and I don't yet use music is that the metronome is heard actually through the brainstem first. So the brainstem is a part of our brain at the bottom that connects the brain to the spinal cord, to our body. And the brainstem picks up on this beat innately. It's actually similar to a heartbeat that a baby would have been feeling in the womb. So the brainstem loves the sensation of a repetitive, soothing beat of the metronome. I'll chat more about that when we talk about anxiety. But when it comes to learning how to understand our body, in music and movement, children will often disengage from music and movement or be silly during music and movement because it's too complex for some children. When we play a metronome, I can hear the beat of the metronome. When I clap to the metronome or tap my knees to the metronome or tap my pointer finger to my nose to the beat of the metronome, I start to hear and feel the beat of the metronome first. Whereas if I play music and the music is telling me to clap or the music is telling me to stomp my feet, in the music I have to be able to process the the language and the music area of my brain need to be able to process the person singing, the instruments behind the singing, the beat, but also the rhythm of the music. 
That's a lot to process for our language system of our brain, particularly for children who are still at the very early stages of brain development in that brainstem area of the brain. So it's very important that if we have children who are struggling with the music and movement, keeping up with the coordination of a song, we take out the lyrics and the music to start with and we just learn the movement actions by listening to the beat. So you play the metronome, you can get a free app on your phone or smart device or you can get a metronome from a music store and you play the metronome at 50 beats per minute and you just start to encourage children to clap to 50 beats per minute, to tap one hand on their knee, to then tap one hand on the opposite knee, to tap one hand on their shoulder, tap their pointer finger to their nose. They're very basic movements first because we want the body to be able to keep to a rhythm because that's the early stages of spatial awareness. Spatial awareness, being able to not bump into things, being able to understand how far away my friend is from my body, requires body awareness, timing, and rhythm. So if you can imagine, I need to know where my shoulder is, where my nose is, where my toes are. I need to be able to understand that for body awareness. I then need to be able to have timing with that and rhythm with that. How, how far away is my foot from the floor when I stomp it? How far away are my hands from each other when I clap them? That's when we start to get into the early stages of spatial awareness. So if you're having children who are clumsy, children who often make errors with their movement, whether that be they're a little bit too rough or they're unable to hold their pencil accurately, then we want to build up this spatial awareness through very basic spatial awareness activities. Again, go to my Facebook page, Play, Move, Improve. There's a video on there. Just type in the search bar on my page, Metronome. And you'll get a video of some different activities you can do to a metronome. In regards to arousal levels, so with Hugh, my little man, he has dyspraxia and he has difficulties with upping his arousal level. So if you imagine in your mind, I know it's hard with a podcast, but imagine in your mind a bell-shaped curve, a graph that looks like a bell upside down. We all have an, an optimal arousal level for where we feel most focused or where we're ready to learn. If you imagine when we have a low arousal level, we can't be bothered, we're unmotivated. Some people will describe children like they're a sloth, like they're moving so slowly. That's our low arousal level. Lots of our children sit in that pocket of low arousal, hard to motivate, hard to encourage to get on the climbing frame. They become, and that's, that's my little man, Hugh. He's quite slow in his movement, not just because of his difficulties with spatial awareness, but because he naturally has quite a slow arousal level. We then have other children on the opposite end of that bell-shaped curve, and they have a high arousal level. They're the ones that are very boisterous. You can feel they're climbing on the furniture. You feel sometimes the words people use are they're bouncing off the walls. They have a high arousal level. So they are seeking more energy, increased activity. They'd like to run across the room rather than walk across the room. They like to be rough with their body movements. They are typically operating at a high arousal level. Either end of that bell-shaped curve, either end of the spectrum is not usually our optimal level of focus and learning. Our optimal level of focus and learning is in the middle. So low arousal, we're going to be hard to motivate. High arousal, we're going to be easily distractible. 
So we want to get children to the middle. And what I've found with the research that the occupational therapists in America have been finding is that a metronome beat can be used to modify someone's arousal level. If you imagine when we are around people who are of very high energy, you can sometimes feel that we, our heart rate comes up, our blood pressure comes up to meet their energy level. That's why sometimes we'll feel we're around people and we feel exhausted after we're around people because our natural arousal level is different to their natural arousal level. Children are very similar. Children will often gravitate towards other children who are a similar arousal level. And that's when in music time or in circle time, you can see that easily distractible or hard to focus type behaviors. So a metronome of 40 beats per minute can help to calm down the arousal level of the space. What happens is when I put it to 40 beats per minute, I'm just going to show you now. Sorry, I will let you listen now. I will let you listen now to a beat of 40 beats per minute. When we are feeling hyper aroused, so quite hyperactive, we're ready to go for our learning, we're struggling to sit still and focus. When we bring a beats per minute to the space of 40 beats per minute, the child's brainstem picks up on that beat that they're hearing and the mirror neurons in their brain mirror that beat. Now, it's not to say that their heartbeat goes to 40 beats per minute. What it does is it just lowers from where they're at. It tries to meet that beat as closely as possible. It's not going to go to 40 beats per minute, but it's going to start to lower to match the feeling of the room. So 40 beats per minute, you'll start to find children will start to slow down. Lots of children at the start will be distracted by the metronome. So try and keep the metronome. I keep it in my pocket. I sit near the children that need it most and I'll keep it in my pocket out of sight, but just enough for them to hear an intriguing sound. The opposite is for our children. This was Hugh. Hugh was our 70 beats per minute, especially when I'm trying to get him to practice his motor skills. You'll hear the difference here. Very upbeat. I'm trying to get Hugh to really increase his arousal level from low and slow to fast and boppy. That's what I sort of describe this arousal level at. And what I was getting Hugh to do at this particular arousal level was he was clapping to every beat. Now, of course, Hugh is nine, so he had the motor development to be able to clap to every beat, but he was swinging to this beat. He was pushing a scooter board back and forth, hearing this beat, so his feet were going to this beat. He was bouncing a ball to this beat. Now, his bouncing ball would be usually every second beat, but if you can imagine... I'm trying to get his arousal level from low. He would often tell me, mom, this is boring. I can't be bothered. I don't like this. Very low arousal level to heightened arousal level to get the body and the mind to be more stimulated. So you can see how we can really use those two ranges of 40 beats per minute to calm down the space and 70 beats per minute to increase the arousal of the space, depending on what our children need. I use this too as I get myself ready for a workshop. So as you can imagine, I present to large audiences. I need to be exciting. I can't go out there being like a sloth. So in my car, I have my metronome beat to 70 beats per minute or while I'm doing my makeup before an online session, I have the metronome playing in my bathroom on 70 beats per minute to increase my arousal. 
opposite, if I've had a really heavy, busy, exhausting day, I've come home to my children being of high energy after school, but my body just needs to relax, then I put the metronome in the kitchen at 40 beats per minute. And it starts to bring my arousal level down. It starts to calm me down from a heightened classroom state. And then it starts to set me into a more of a rhythmic afternoon rather than a hectic, agitated afternoon. So when we look at arousal level, it's very interesting in that we can use movement or use the sound of a beat to increase or decrease our arousal level, similar to what some people do with classical music versus rock music. The research is quite interesting. The third stage of what I use a metronome for sits similar to arousal level and it's anxiety. When I look at the research for anxiety, anxiety sits on a very similar bell-shaped curve to our arousal. If we're under anxious, we're not aroused. So we're not excited to get out of bed. We don't have any pressure to complete the task. We're not anxious about the outcome if we do the activity or not. When we're over anxious, we're what's called hypervigilant. We're picking up on every single detail in the space, what you're wearing, what I can smell, what I can hear, what the other children are doing. We're really agitated by the environment and those around us we're so anxious that we can't concentrate so we want anxiety to be in the middle the optimal sweet spot of that bell-shaped curve as well so using a metronome just in the general space as I was saying what I do after school in the kitchen can just help to monitor our anxiety levels similar beats per minute so 40 beats per minute when we're feeling highly strung and highly anxious and 70 beats per minute when we're struggling to motivate ourselves and get ourselves going the strategy that I use the metronome most for in the classroom is around snack time at snack time we have a lot of children who have autism trauma or difficulties with sensory processing of their food, we often see them re- sort of repel from the snack time tables. They don't want to become in, then come into a busy snack time space where there's lots of talking from their peers, there's lots of lunch boxes opening and closing, lots of rustling of the chip packets. It can be very overwhelming space for our children who have other learning needs or other sensory difficulties. So what I do at snack time is I set the metronome away from the hustly, bustly area of snack time. I usually encourage children to sit on a rug if they don't want to be right in amongst snack time. They can be a little bit further away on a rug in a quieter area, still within supervision, still within the space where teachers can see, but in a more low-key, quieter, calmer space. And I just put the metronome at 40 beats per minute in the middle or in the area of the picnic rug and I don't draw attention to it I don't let children really know that it's even there I just have it in the environment I don't want them to to, it to be distracting where they put their attention into it that's why I tent my metronome is just a music metronome it's not on a smart device that's going to draw their attention it's not on my phone where they'll want to touch my phone it's just a metronome sitting in the general space trying to lower their anxiety. Most children will find snack time anxiety ridden if they've found it to be stressful before. 
So it's very important that we bring this particular strategy out at those times where it may be more stressful for the children. Snack time is one of them. Bathroom time is another where lots of children are washing their hands in preparation for snack or lots of children are going to the bathroom as they're about to go out and play. Trying to have a nice metronome 40 beats per minute in that space can really be helpful as well. To increase children with low anxiety, for example, they're quite lethargic at pack-up time or they're starting to get lethargic towards the end of the day, then 70 beats per minute to really up the arousal level. But don't put that near the children that are already hyper-aroused. We put that near the children who need just a little bit more motivation and a little bit more excitability in their routine. So there's three ways that I use a metronome. I use it to build up spatial awareness by clapping to it, tapping our body to it. I use it to improve children's arousal level, particularly children who have difficulty with self-regulating or have difficulty with self-motivating to move. And then I use it for children in those anxious moments of kindergarten. If you need any help with sourcing a metronome or if you have any questions, feel free to come and find me. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Play, Move, Improve. I want to thank you for joining me again for another podcast. If you have any questions that you want on the next podcast episode, please send them my way. I'm sure your question will help someone else as well. So enjoy the rest of your day or night, depending on what side of the world you are on. And I look forward to chatting to you soon. Take care. You have been listening to Robin Papworth, exercise physiologist, developmental educator, speaker, author, mum of three from Play, Move, Improve. If you have enjoyed our content, please leave a review on iTunes, Spotify or on our website, playmoveimprove.com.au. Have a great day.